The B-Rad Podcast is brought to you by MoFo, male optimization formula with organs to boost testosterone. Brad's Macadamia Masterpiece, mind-blowing nut butter blend now available on Amazon. Bala Enzyme, electrolyte and triple enzyme recovery drink mix. Paleo Valley, nutrient-rich ancestral-inspired health products. By Optimizers, performance supplements like magnesium, probiotics, and more. And B-Rad Whey Protein Super Fuel, coming soon. Stay tuned for details. And please visit bradkearns.com to check out my personal selection of favorite products for health, fitness, and peak performance with great discounts for listeners. And here we go with the show. In Chapter 5, Get Your Concerns Really Heard, you'll be able to use these responses and other examples as a starting point for using positive communication. And, and part of that is, is recognizing that we're human, that the, these reactions also happen to Mother Teresa and Mahatma Gandhi. Clarify that calling a timeout is not being disrespectful. I want to talk about the best magnesium supplement from Bioptimizers. Did you know that magnesium is believed to be one of the most widely deficient micronutrients, that it's involved in 600 different enzyme reactions in the body, and that 75% of modern citizens fail to get enough from their diets? This is due to depleted soil, missing the truly magnesium-rich foods, and stressful lifestyle patterns depleting magnesium levels. It's definitely one of the most important supplements, and Bioptimizers has a sensational product called Magnesium Breakthrough, the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress relief and better sleep. Visit magbreakthrough.com slash Brad, and you get an incredibly informative page on how the product will benefit you and the best ways to use it. You'll also save 10% on that page or by using the code BRAD10 at checkout. Try the product with a full money-back guarantee from Buy Optimizers. Visit magbreakthrough, M-A-G, breakthrough.com slash Brad, or use the code BRAD10 at checkout. Hey, listeners, how about we learn how to stop arguing and engaging in stressful, destructive relationships? Ah, enough already. The world's difficult enough to navigate every single day and all the challenges and problems that we face. At least we can be more civil, kind, open, listening, and understanding, especially with our closest relationships. And guess what? Those are the ones when emotions are most likely to come into the mix and screw things up and leave your skills in the dust and have the emotions take over. So I present an interesting, informative, and practically helpful conversation with a therapist by the name of Jerry Manny. And he wrote a wonderful new book called Why We Argue and How to Stop, A Therapist's Guide to Navigating Disagreements, Managing Emotions, and Creating Healthier Relationships. And you're going to love this guy. He's got a real gentle approach. Um, He talks about he is still a work in progress himself, so he's not up there on the pedestal pointing his finger and telling you what to do. He's in the mix with us. He admits sometimes he doesn't know the exact best way to parent teenagers, but when you keep these skills in mind and get a nice refresher by reading the book and becoming more aware, I think you're really going to love it. And uh, same with the conversation. It was helpful just to go through these things and learn about how self-care has to take the uh, the center stage before you can really uh, contribute and uh, interact uh, optimally with others. Um, he has a wonderful uh, self-questionnaire that he uh, describes where you get to fill in the blanks. So it's sort of an interactive book and you get to learn more about yourself by just going through the exercise of asking these questions of yourself You're going to learn some good practical takeaway tips like the importance of calling timeouts and the best way to do so. 
how to be brief and how important that is when you're in a, a difficult discussion and you're going to learn some uh, good phrases that uh, keep people open and receptive and then the trigger phrases that shut things down. Uh, a lot of fun. Jerry injects a sense of humor throughout the conversation and throughout the book. So please enjoy my conversation with Jerry Manny, the author of Why We Argue and How to Stop. Jerry Manny, thank you for joining me. We have an important topic to discuss. I can't wait. And it's centered around your new book, Why We Argue and How to Stop, A Therapist's Guide to Navigating Disagreements, Managing Emotions, and Creating Healthier Relationships. Great title. I love it. Thanks for having me here, Brad. Oh, sure, sure. Um, It's an important topic. And um, the thing you said right before we started recording seems to be, we're going to cut right to the heart of it. And it's also in the subtitle where your your emotions are uh, in the mix when the argument begins, and that's when your skills go out the window, huh? Absolutely. And um, John Gottman, in, in his work, talks a lot about that, too. Uh, although his work, which uh, he says is heavily researched, uh, pro- uh, focuses mainly on couples, I've also focused uh, my work um, in uh, any type of relationship. Um, but yeah, um, when, when our emotions, um, start to escalate, um, things can go south real quickly. And so that's a a major part of, of the book, as well as, uh, using, um, these tools in a variety of relationships. It could be with a spouse partner. It can be with other uh, relatives. It can be with your with your kids, your teenagers, um, your parents, uh, your coworkers, your ex, who is also the uh, parent of your children. And what I've often said, it's one thing to divorce um, uh, a spouse, but when you have children, you need at some point to have some communication. So that's uh, also what I, I put in my book as well. Well, it seems to me it all goes hand in hand. Like you can't be this wonderful um, partner or parent, and then you're a jerk in the workplace and you're, uh, you know, going around, um, you know, ignoring these supposed skills. So you either have it and you apply it to everywhere, especially the most difficult relationships, I think is the place where um, maybe you can have the most growth. Um. That's an interesting point. Um, when things, um, well, I, I think of a couple things, certainly uh, uh, for those people closest to us, uh, but also nowadays um, with the stresses and strains, with social media, which I talk about in my book, we can get into arguments with perfect strangers <laughs> at any given moment. Um, it feels like we um, we wire these patterns and we somehow thrive on it, even though we might, you know, complain about another argument that we got into at the store today when they uh, asked me to wear a mask or it t- told me to take my mask off, whatever, whatever the argument's about. And then it starts to become, you know, habitual and routine. And I'd, I'd love to um, go through some of the the checkpoints in your book about how people can kind of wake up and have you know, a less argumentative life. Um, Thank you. Um, What I don't talk about in my book is any uh, uh, secrets. There there are no secrets. It's being human. It's it's recognizing that. Um, And um, so where would we start? We start with emotions. We start with ourselves um, and catching ourselves. It's one of the first chapters. Well, actually, let's start with the first chapter. Uh, why do why do we uh, uh, argue and and the um, uh, why do we argue self questionnaire? And I list a number of, of those um, questions. So maybe we can go over some of them here. Sure, because I think that's actually uh, uh, one of the keys. And and this. This list is not a, a be-all and tell-all. 
Um, and I'm sure other people can add things to it. Uh, but um, from there, we, we build on a number of um, uh, uh, strategies and tools. And, and I'll come back to that in a moment. But these are some of, some of the questions that, that I put in there. So why do, we, uh, why do we argue? Some people say it's most often about money, purchases, housework, dirty dishes, soiled clothes on the floor, or strong in, uh, disagreements about politics, religious, or personal issues. But those are what people argue about and not why we argue. So uh, then I, I made a list of what we actually argue about. And here are some possibilities. That we take a disagreement personally. That is, we infer that the other person thinks not only is our opinion wrong, but that you are wrong. Or that you think if you disagree with someone, one of, one of you must be right and the other must be wrong. Nothing in between. You believe you're right, the other person is wrong and that you can change their mind. You want to change, they want you to change, and neither of you feel the other person is listening or taking responsibility for the conflict. So we go on to a, a number of these, and I think there's like 15 or something. I, I've lost track, to be honest with you. But what I go on to say uh, is that what all of these things have in common is about trying to change the other person's thinking, or behavior. Hmm. And what's the result? Push back from the other person. Hmm. Not to mention, as I start reading those things, I don't know about you, but my chest starts getting tighter. My voice gets louder. I get more animated. So that's what, we, what I start the book with. And then from there, um, we take the reader into... Um, Picking which of these is more relevant for, for them. Mm. And that's a lot of what, uh, what uh, I try to design the, the book to be about, is to make this a tool for meaningful change from the very beginning. Um, and um, so for some examples, uh, when I feel hurt, this is one of the questions. I may feel like retaliating. Then I, and a person can insert their pattern, I tend to do this with what's the name of the person in the relationship. And so, yeah, I get a lot of smiles from people as we get into this, okay, relating with this. And, um, and I would like to insert your goal. So we mm. do this with each of these questions. Uh, and if, if it doesn't apply, fine. My thought is, isn't it enough that we as human beings struggle with our emotions, which are the great blessings and the challenges of being human. Mm. Um, sometimes I will argue to prove a point. This usually results in insert your usually your usual outcome. I <laughs> tend to do this with uh, the name of the person in the relationship. I would like to insert your goal. Mm. So with each of these questions, this is this is the scenario there. As we get uh, proceed with the why I argue self questionnaire, following that it states in chapter five, get your concerns really heard. You'll be able to use these responses and other examples as a starting point for using positive communication. I've adapted Dr. Robert um, Myers, uh, a behavioral um, psychologist, his seven guidelines for positive communication. He developed this a number of years ago, um, and it's heavily researched, not, not only by Bob Myers, but by other researchers as well, um, in developing the CRAFT model, C-R-A-F-T. CRAFT uh, um, stands for Community Reinforcement Approach Family Training, and it's been developed very effectively to help family and friends who are concerned about someone else's uh, alcohol or drug use. Um, and this approach uh, has been helpful and in the 
I'm trying to think of the statistics I have it in the very beginning of the book. 67, 70% of the time in influencing, not forcing, influencing effective change in a loved one, as well as reducing stress, anxiety, depression in the person using this, improving communication. But I had received uh, Bob Myers uh, permission to adapt this to more everyday relationships. I was trained by uh, Bob Myers um, back in 2009 as part of a federal grant in the supervisory position in the child and family agency I was working in in Massachusetts. Only nine of us uh, um, in four agencies uh, spread out throughout the country spent three days with him in uh, Bloomington, um, Illinois. It was a, a great opportunity to be trained in this approach. Um, and during one of the follow-up uh, conference calls every other Friday, we met, um, not through Zoom back then, which we're all very familiar with now, uh, but we did this um, uh, through audio conference calls. Um, I mentioned to, to Bob that um, I was also using these approaches with other uh, um, clients where there were no substances involved. And I asked if, if there was another book that um, I could be using, and he wasn't aware of any. So that planted the seed. There you go. For my book. Right. So these, these crisis situations that the professionals have uh, created a protocol for now you're taking these to everyday uh, arguing and in all the uh, parameters you mentioned. And um, when you were talking about that self questionnaire, it also occurred to me, um, you know, as you're asking that, 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 that breakout question, why, why do I argue? Um, you might also ask, um, why do I need to change people's minds? Why do I need them to come to my side? And so it seemed like a, a double whammy right out of the gate to go, wow, you know, what am I doing? Why does everyone have to, to think in the same manner or, or have the same opinion as I? And then when, when they don't, uh, then your emotions get, get rankled. And um, it, it seems like that's putting us at the center of the universe in a, in a pretty um, a weak position that it's never going to really, it's, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a losing battle to go around and try to change everyone's mind to align with your thinking on everything. That's a great point. My first reaction was I resemble that remark. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I like that. I mean, that's funny. And it's also, um, it stings because we know if we all look at ourselves deep down, this is this, this kind of, uh, strong human inclination to uh, to convince people to, um, you know, to, to, to line up with you. And I'm especially, uh, calling myself out here because I'm a thought influencer and I, I, I promote health and fitness. And so I'm really right. enthusiastic about engaging with people and saying, Hey, um, you know, those sodas that you're, you're cranking all day, um, you might want to think about a, a change in habit and, and not drink those. And here's why. And let me go off onto my riff now uh, so I can convince you to change your life. And it's like, I've learned over time that I have to pick my battles. In other words, I have to uh, wait patiently until people are open and receptive to my message rather than knocking on doors um, and saying, Hey, uh, I just have this great book. It's going to change your life here. Let me stick it in your face and, um, be beg you to read it and hound you and cajole you. And that's a, a huge waste of energy. And so there it becomes kind of delicate when, especially when you have, um, those close relationships, like you say, in the workplace, family, friends, loved ones, kids, you really, really are invested in having things line up nicely and having people come along with your point of view. Um, and that's when we get into 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 trouble. Yeah, well said. Um, it, it's also why I, I uh, intentionally add some humor in the book. Uh, part of that is to break some of the tension for a serious um, um, discussion, but it's also as as a teaching tool um, as well. I I, uh, I looked at your website. And and um, about you you having uh, been a um, outstanding uh, triathlete, 
Um, my, uh, my oldest daughter's boyfriend will be running in the Boston Marathon for the 16th time a week from today. Wow. Um, uh, but um, I'm a master's level therapist, but my undergraduate degree is in health and education, health and physical education. Mm-hmm. So I also have an interest um, in, in people, um, not just emotionally and behaviorally, but also um, in, in their physical health. I've worked in, in um, hospital settings for over tw- 20 years. Um, and um, my oldest daughter and my wife um, are essential workers. They work in the healthcare field. So I, I hear you loud and clear. Um, chapter three is called Try Different, Not Harder. <laughs> okay. Um, many of us, when we're kids, we're brought up with a lot of sayings, and many of them have uh, served us well over the years. Try to put yourself in someone else's place, or if a person will succeed, try, try again. Um, and um, but many times of trying different um and and that's a lot of of what i i try to look at in my book um but yeah if 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 everyone just got their i'm trying to choose my words carefully here but they're they're darn um act together then i'd be fine and i think that's part of being human I think that's just part of being human, okay? And that each of us have our own story, um, which which we don't know. We don't know. Um, uh, even when we're trying to truly listen to someone else and we project our own mm-hmm. thoughts and feelings. I use this example in the book about another thing that many of us were brought up um, as children, which in many ways is very helpful. Try to put yourself in someone else's place. Um, It's one of the most important ways that we become social beings, but there's limitations to that, okay? And I I think the example I use um, is um, that um, I can say to people that I was one of the earlier stay-at-home parents when my first daughter was born. And so I, I have some of that experience for, for her first two years of being home. I went, my wife went back to work, and it was one of the best decisions I ever made. Except for the first time I had to give her a bath by myself, and I used um, ivory soap lawn detergent instead of ivory, ivory no, laundry detergent instead of soap. And she wound up getting a significant rash. But I learned from that. Okay. However, um, that was a long time ago. And so um, some of my memory may not be accurate, and some things aren't the same anymore. Um, but also, um, if I was talking to um, a mother, I would be putting my my own male experiences and perceptions into that conversation. Uh That doesn't mean that they're not valid, providing that I am aware that I have some male biases. But even if I was talking to another father, I don't know how someone else thinks and thinks and feels. So if I really want to know that, I need to ask. So we have a starting point of bias, and I think a lot of times we aren't aware of it. We just have our, you know, our um, our position, and we we don't have that perspective that maybe someone is looking at things completely differently. Whatever the issue is, politics, the quarantine, um, the mm-hmm. the way that um, household chores are. Uh, separated, or in the case of a parent and a child, of course, the perspective is going to be dramatically different. And the parent, of course, knows more than the kid, and their way is the right way. And um, they're going to have to explain that. Uh, and that usually is um, 
a, a recipe for conflict. Yeah, except with teenagers, teenagers know more than we do. Right. I mean, there, there's the inherent disagreement there that, um, and I, I'm kind of being um, funny when I say, of course, the parent knows more than the kid, but I think parents I really yeah. believe that. And sure. we know what's good for our kids more sure. than they do. But um, I'm, you know, now my kids are 24 and 22 and we relate some funny stories from the past where, um, you know, I'd, I'd um, bring out all my, my parenting skills and, uh, you know, step up to my son uh, because he, uh, you know, broke the rules. And I said, um, why did you lie to me? And he said, oh, because you weren't going to let me uh, if I didn't. And I'm like, wow, good point. You know, And it's like, okay, from now on, if you're going to stay out late, just tell me the truth and we'll work it out. But I, it was a, you know, it was a turning point moment because um, I was dealing with a kid who was a good kid. He wasn't any trouble. And uh, one sure. night he stayed out late and him and his friend uh, made up a story and bounced it off each, you know, oh, I'm, I'm over at this kid's house. And that kid told his mom, he's over at our house. And then I talked to the mom and of course everything blew up, but um, you know, you can't, you, you can't, um, you know, control everything in life. And I think this is getting back to the, um, the origination of the arguments is, is that desire to have everything bend to your, you know, your will and your, your way of, uh, your beliefs. Another excellent point. Um, it's one thing to talk about a spouse, a partner, a coworker, someone else who might have different beliefs. But when we're talking about our own kids, now we we ramp up the emotions. Hmm. Um, and when they say, well, you don't remember what it's like, um, things are different. Part of that is true, but part of it is we do remember and it can scare the hell out of us. Um, and. Um, but I think you bring up a really a good point about communication, back and forth communication, and thanking someone for being honest. Greetings, my fitness-minded listeners. I want to acquaint you with the Primal Fitness Expert Certification Program, the most comprehensive home study multimedia fitness education course in the world. If you want to enhance your personal knowledge of all aspects of leading a healthy, active, fit lifestyle, this total immersion course will be life-changing. I'm the lead instructor and author of the course, and we have 14 chapters of extensive written content with over 100 accompanying videos covering topics such as general everyday movement, including micro-workouts and dynamic workstation tips, the full experience of gym-based strength training and all the different modalities, a complete presentation on all aspects of sprinting, both running and low impact options, an assortment of high intensity interval training and high intensity repeat training strategies, a detailed education on the principles and practical application of aerobic endurance training, and extensive commentary, the most you will find in any publication, on all aspects and symptoms of overtraining and burnout. We even have fascinating peripheral topics like integrating nasal diaphragmatic breathing, dynamic stretching, injury prevention, and developing a peak performance mindset. It's really something, this course. We went all out for over two years with a great team to develop this this amazing home-based fitness education for you. And you get one-on-one -on -one expert email support and private Facebook group connection throughout your studies to ensure that you absorb everything optimally and you pass your series of exams and get certified. So go to primalhealthcoach.com slash Brad to enjoy a very special limited time. And I'm not kidding. This is a big time discount just for you. 25% off your tuition. A fantastic premium offer at primalhealthcoach.com slash Brad for the most comprehensive fitness course you can ever find. I'm pleased to present B-Rad Grass-Fed Whey Protein Isolate Superfuel, the absolute highest quality all-natural protein supplement infused with creatine that delivers everything you need 
to optimize your appetite for fat loss, recover quickly from workouts, and build and maintain lean muscle mass, the single most important attribute for aging gracefully. Our protein comes directly from small family farms in America's dairy land of Wisconsin. It's cold processed and micro filtered for maximum bioavailability and digestibility. So please don't mess with the many cheap commodity protein supplements that are ineffective, inferior, less pure, and often contain junk sweeteners, especially the plant-based offerings that are vastly less bioavailable than the gold standard of protein supplements that's whey protein isolate. Whether you're in your peak athletic years looking to grow and recover or in the older age groups trying to delay aging and decline, whey and creatine are widely agreed to be the most critical and effective supplements to take for the rest of your life. You can easily stir the super fuel in water or make a delicious smoothie every day. I'm certain that you're going to love the pleasant, light, natural vanilla bean and cocoa bean flavors. So try some on Amazon today. It's a huge hit with dozens of five-star reviews. Or you can order direct from bradnutrition.com with our buy three, get one free, and make the super fuel a centerpiece of your daily routine. Um, so these emotions come into the mix and, and screw things up. Like you, you have your skills, you've read so many books, you're ready for your next argument, you listen to the podcast, and uh, all this thing is, you're all set to, to face the, uh, the, the battles of the world. And then when the emotions come into the mix, um, you kind of, you, your skills kind of uh, vanish uh, temporarily. And I guess that's uh, coming out, uh, coming out of the, um, the stress hormones. You're not thinking rationally. Um, let's talk about how and, and why this happens. I'm going to guess that the how is that the relationships that mean the most to you are also the most difficult to navigate uh, emotionally, because you have so much writing on it, like I don't care if the person at the at the supermarket wants to argue about um, sports or quarantine or politics, and they can be complete wackos, and I'll smile and carry on with my day. But if I'm getting into it with a family member, or loved one, boy, those things are going to really they're really going to um, get you get you riled up. Yeah, uh, I agree. In fact, what I what I put in the book is if someone, um, if a complete stranger had said said to me, um, "The Earth is flat," mm. I, I probably would just slough that off. Where's the edge? Not, How interesting! Yeah. And not get into. Uh, <laughs> is there a waterfall we could see at the edge? Yeah. Oh, watch your step. <laughs> yeah. Um, not get into a, a discussion on that. Um, but if someone, uh, made, made a comment ab about me, uh, putting on weight in, in my gut or something else like that, that might trigger uh, an emotional reaction if, if it's, a, if it's someone close to me mm -hmm. because of the emotions involved or it hits a nerve. Um, um, and, and part of that is, is recognizing that we're human, that the, these reactions also happened to mother Teresa and Mahatma Gandhi um, and to be able to forgive ourselves to learn from it to acknowledge it and that's part of communication um, and uh, and not be uh, uh, perfect about that mm. um, and uh, this opens up a whole nother area there, but I, I guess I would, this would be one of the things that I would emphasize. Um, and, and this would be the part of the book that deals with self-care. Okay. Um, taking care of ourselves is, is so important and it's not being uh, uh, selfish. I, I differentiate between that. Uh, Self-care is the first instinct of all living or organisms. Um, it's I come first because if I don't take care of myself, I'm not going to be helpful to anyone else, especially those closer to me. And selfishness is I come first, second, and always. There's a difference. There's a big difference. Um, and that's 
that's more of a challenge, I think, especially for those of us who are parents. Because the instinct is um, we lay ourselves down for our kids. We take a bullet for them. Um, but, but the importance here of also self-care is setting an example for our children as well. It's not just uh, talking about it, but it's mm. setting that example. And it's not easy. I don't know how to do that. And I don't put in it, that in the book. Here are five easy steps for anything, because I don't know how to do that, and I don't pretend to. Um, so what happens when we make mistakes? I talk about that, okay? Um, and, and recognizing that, um, to be able to um, um, forgive ourselves, to be able to uh, make apologies. I talk about letting go of guilt, letting go of anger. I got a lot of experience with that. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I suppose if you're kind of uh, incapable of doing that, you're going to repeat these patterns. And so uh, e even the guilt and, and feeling bad because you lost your temper in the most recent argument and you're terribly sorry and you say sorry 20 times and you feel so guilty and you feel bad about yourself uh, it occurs to me that it's sort of a um a setup to to do it again and then be really super sorry again and then feel guilty again and this also plays yeah. out in all kinds of different behavior goals like um trying to achieve dietary transformation and you only made it on your diet for four days and then you binged on ben and jerry's and uh you feel terrible and guilty and mm -hmm. you're you're a worthless person, and so um, you don't even uh, you don't even deserve to get the success you dreamed about. So let's forget the whole thing and just go get some more, um, you know, self destructive behaviors. Um, I don't know that does that apply to kind of carrying around guilt from being emotional and unreasonable in arguments. Um. Well, guilt can come from a lot of different things. Um, part of that. Um, uh, can be learned um, and um, but it also could be unlearned. I quote Dr. Uh, Harold Kushner who wrote the book When Bad Things Happen to Good People um, and I uh, he talks about um, part of when I hesitate is um, that I don't have the type of memory that I can quote people word for word Okay, and I do that whether it's about the book or when I'm uh, as a therapist, when I'm reflecting back with one of my clients, I will say that to them. Um, I'm hesitating here because I know that I can't repeat exactly what you said now or a couple of weeks ago. So I want them to know. Okay, um, I, I also sometimes break that with a little humor by saying I'm not deep in thought right now. Okay, and that. Um, Although I might look like a stereotypical therapist, I often say that I um, I look uh, I look smarter than I am. Then they <laughs> laugh and it breaks some more of the tension. Um, but uh, Harold Kushner uh, uh, talks about that uh, excessive guilt can be uh, uh, counterproductive. Um, and so I talk about that in the book, about letting go of, of, of excessive guilt. And then at times that, that someone uh, might use the term, I'm sorry, um, uh, when, it, when it might be that, um, oh, I didn't realize that seat was taken. <laughs> that it's not necessarily uh, that, that, that um, apologizing isn't necessarily appropriate. So uh, part of learning, um, more effective communication skills is is use of appropriate words um but also overusing the term i'm sorry when when an apology is not appropriate uh. weakens the phrase uh. okay um What I also talk about in the next to the last chapter um, 
uh, is that that no self book can cover every um, every topic and every every problem, and there are a lot of um, a lot of things that can impact relationships, and so um, one of the things that also makes my book uh, different. Um, is the next to the last chapter, what to do when you need more help. So hmm. I talk about um, some of the most common um, issues that may need more help. Uh, specific uh, types of anxiety disorders, depression, substance use disorders, and, and some others. So uh, guilt can be tied in with certain anxiety disorders or depression. And this doesn't get commonly dealt with with many other self-help books. Um, and yet it can be something that is uh, um, um, either contributing to directly or indirectly to relationship struggles. These are just some different examples. I mean, any one of these things can be a topic in a in of it itself um and guilt huge topic sure huge um topic. i i like those other um skill skill suggestions that are peppered throughout the books so maybe we can give the uh, listeners some additional practical tips or things to think about one of them is the timeouts which you spend some good time on and um boy uh it's a great suggestion but i sometimes find uh, especially when the emotions are involved um it's difficult to take a time out so how can we get better at that and how do we utilize timeouts to their best uh, success well we, we've been talking about uh communication and how important that is but there are times when it's best not to talk and that's when one or more people, um, when emotions are escalating. Mm. And so um, um, very early in the book, I talk about the um, uh, some guidelines for calling a timeout. I guess noticing either <laughs> noticing either in yourself or the other person. And I would I would say um, if you notice that the other person's getting too heated, you choose your words very carefully. And you talked about that in another chapter about the uh, proper choice of words. But um, I know that uh, uh, can be um, can escalate things if you make these sort of condescending statements like, well, you seem too worked up right now and emotional. So let's talk later. What the hell are you talking about? You're the one that's, you know, you, you got to be careful calling it out, even if you seem like you're in your wise mind and you've decided you want to talk later, it sometimes can, you know, just fuel uh, more flame for that fire. Even if there is a break, you're going to come back and it's still going to get heated because of all the nonsense that you, uh, you know, you, you, you did to, um, to, to initiate the timeout. Hey, ladies, you may have heard me talk about Gaines Wave treatment for improving male penile vascular health and sexual function, and maybe you thought, hey, what about my needs? Well, Gaines Wave has got you covered with a revolutionary new treatment protocol called Gaines Wave for Her. As with the male Gaines Wave treatment, a skilled practitioner uses a handheld device to send low-intensity shock waves into your vaginal area to stimulate a healing response, promote increased blood circulation, and the growth of new blood vessels. After a series of 6 to 12 very brief treatments, which are painless but extremely effective, you get real results with Gaines Wave reporting an 80% success rate. Some benefits... You will revitalize your intimate relationships with heightened sensation and arousal and enhance pleasure and satisfaction. Don't contemplate invasive procedures or uncomfortable medical treatments. Regain confidence and reclaim your sexuality with Gaines Wave for her. 
you visit the website gainswave.com, G-A-I-N-S-W-A-V-E.com slash Brad to find a practitioner in your area. You complete a series of treatments and the beneficial effects will last for a long time, especially if you eat and exercise well to promote overall vascular health. It's a tune-up for your equipment. So please visit gainswave.com slash Brad to find a practitioner in your area and take advantage of my special promo that you'll mention when you find your local practitioner. Buy six treatments and get one free. I'm pleased to present B-Rad Grass-Fed Whey Protein Isolate Superfuel, the absolute highest quality, all-natural protein supplement infused with creatine that delivers everything you need to optimize your appetite for fat loss, recover quickly from workouts, and build and maintain lean muscle mass, the single most important attribute for aging gracefully. Our protein comes directly from small family farms in America's dairy land of Wisconsin. It's cold processed and micro filtered for maximum bioavailability and digestibility. So please don't mess with the many cheap commodity protein supplements that are ineffective, inferior, less pure, and often contain junk sweeteners especially the plant-based offerings that are vastly less bioavailable than the gold standard of protein supplements that's whey protein isolate. Whether you're in your peak athletic years looking to grow and recover or in the older age groups trying to delay aging and decline, whey and creatine are widely agreed to be the most critical and effective supplements to take for the rest of your life. You can easily stir the superfuel in water or make a delicious smoothie every day. I'm certain that you're going to love the pleasant, light, natural vanilla bean and cocoa bean flavors. So try some on Amazon today. It's a huge hit with dozens of five-star reviews. Or you can order direct from bradnutrition.com with our buy three, get one free, and make the super fuel a centerpiece of your daily routine. If anybody heard me laughing in, in re- reaction to your comment, is I'm identifying with it. Okay. I'm identifying with it. Oh, here goes Mr. That. Therapist telling us to calm down. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. In, 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 <laughs> Absolutely. So some uh, seven guidelines for calling a timeout. Hmm. And, and it's important to uh, have a discussion about these guidelines before you call a timeout for exactly the same reason. Okay. And it could be um, to uh, even hand someone, uh, hand someone that. And, and I put uh, these guidelines in, in my uh, website, jerrymanny.com. Hmm. where people can download that they can Hmm. print that out they can print out the um why i argue self-questionnaire these are some things that could actually print out download from my website nice so they can make that more user-friendly but uh very briefly the seven points of uh um about a timeout is that anyone a spouse partner teenagers kids adults coworkers, can call a timeout if they feel that they are about to lose their temper or objectivity and perhaps say things that they may regret later. Been there, done that myself a Mm. number of times. Mm. Also, someone may call a timeout if they think the other person is losing or about to lose their temper. Okay. And then the second point is clarify that calling a timeout is not being disrespectful, providing you don't overuse this and, you know, call a timeout too often, (laughs) and that you will attempt to discuss the issue constructively within a reasonable time period. A timeout is actually about respecting yourself and each other and recognizing that when emotions begin to flare, taking time to regain your composure can help strengthen and nurture the relationship, whether it's a family member, friend, coworker, or anyone else. A brief statement such as, let's talk about this later, or after lunch or tomorrow, can help reassure the other person 
that you're serious about resuming the discussion. Mm. Um, however, and this is, touches on what you brought up, Brad, when your emotions are escalating, any attempts to explain why you don't want to continue talking will likely further the argument because you never listened to me anyway. Okay? <laughs> and mom always liked you best. I had lived that. That's not in the book. <laughs> right. You could you could just uh, perhaps every time take ownership of it yourself and say, you know, I'm getting emotional. I'm really tired, whatever it is, but never uh, sure. projecting to the other like you're sure. you're going off the rails again. And I, I refuse to speak to people who raise their voice. All that stuff's going to get the voice raised even further, it seems like. Absolutely. And these are just guidelines. People can adapt this and use what works best for them, just like you mentioned. Uh, why is it so important and valuable to be brief when it's uh, time to 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 argue or, or to get into um, a difficult communication? Because we're human. Because we're human. And sometimes less is better. So a couple more of the guidelines. When someone calls a timeout, the other person does not have to agree with the timing of the timeout. Once the timeout is called, this is another important point, the other parties need to separate themselves physically in a manner that is as respectful as possible. Mm. This may seem awkward at first, but if you stay in the same room, you're looking at me that way. I know, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> and here we go again. Yep, there might be that's some me pot reacting. shots. That's not you. That's there just might be me. some yeah. under the breath comments. Who knows what's going to happen in that room? You're breathing the wrong way. Uh-huh. Okay. So, okay. Um, any brief, respectful phrase can be used in the uh, in place of the term timeout. It doesn't matter. Okay. Um, and a reasonable period of time can be flexible. It could be a few minutes. It could be hours um, or perhaps a few days. Um, and um, so th- those are just some things there. And then... From there, and and there's not time, I think, to get into this now, but I go into, um, uh, in the book, um, some other frequently asked questions about uh, about a timeout that, um, uh, as I've used this with clients and in trainings that I've done over the years, what to do if it has no effect, um, do we both have to agree, not just at the moment, but we have this discussion ahead of time and someone says, no, I, I don't want to do that. Um, we, we go into this about some of these common questions and things like that. Um, but th- this uh, uh, has been one of the more um, effective ways of preventing uh, emotions from escalating. Mm is calling a timeout, uh-huh. even if it's for a few minutes. And sometimes people can do this without even using the, the phrase. Then the other thing that can happen is that that uh, someone else can call a timeout, and then you think to yourself, damn it, they're using my idea. I don't want to call a timeout. Mm. And that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> um. Someone needs to be the first one to get off what I call the not so merry go round of arguing and arguing mm. and preventing things from getting worse and hurt feelings and hurt people hurting each other. And then from there, we can build more progress little by little. It takes time. This ain't easy. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to make this easy, but we can we can do these things. Right. So give ourselves a break if we've uh, had some conflict to this point in our life and uh, increase our awareness. That's what I enjoy about reading the book. I mean, it it can't hurt you people, right? It's just reminders. And even if the things uh, you're nodding your head, you you already know it, you're such an expert. It's just the exercise of bringing more awareness into it is so valuable and just keeping these reminders going. Uh, and then learning some new skills, of course, is great. And I also like how you suggest, um, well, I guess, do's and don'ts with 
certain phrases. There's trigger phrases, and then there's phrases that are welcoming and opening and getting people more likely to listen to you. Can you can you um, give a couple suggestions in that area? Well, this is where um, uh, chapter five comes in um, with uh, uh, adapting Bob Myers' uh, um, um, evidence-based practices of of using the guidelines for positive communication. Um, there's a lot of research behind this, and I've adapted his approach um, so that we can get our concerns really heard and considered. Um, it also uh, helps to create um, um, a foundation for respectful communication. Um, and the uh, the seven guidelines are, first of all, being brief. <laughs> So think uh, what I say, KISS, K-I-S-S, keep it simple, sweetheart. Uh, more is not always better, especially when emotions money may be running high or have the potential to uh, escalate. Uh, once you um, get into a long explanation, we often uh, end up repeating our point or introducing mm. additional concerns and example, and then it gets examples, and it gets hard to, to follow all these things. Mm. Um, the second uh, guideline of positive uh, communication um, is being positive. And Dr. Myers would, would say that instead of saying, uh, bring up what you don't want to uh, ha have happen, say what you do want to. Um, and the way I, I frame this in the book to make this a um, interactive way is to give a, a prior confrontational approach. Uh, attempt. I can't stand it when you show up 45 minutes late and make me worried sick. These are just some examples. So uh, uh, the progress example would be um, progress being positive, non-confrontational, and respectful. I get worried when you're when you are very late and I don't know where you are. I would appreciate it if you would call or text and let me know when you're going to be very late. Thank you. Mm. So instead of what I don't like, this is what I would like you to mm. do. I feel so relaxed and at peace when you're on time. It's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, different ways that you, you might um, uh, uh, communicate depending on who the person is and your relationship with them. Another example would be prior confrontational attempt. Don't tell me what I should or shouldn't do. Um, and progress in being positive, non-confrontational, and respectful. I appreciate your feedback and, and as I value your opinions. I find I'm more open to comments when they're presented in the form of ideas or suggestions. Oh, my gosh. That's great. I love it. Okay. So now person uh, then um, can, can then plug in their own examples of what they've tried before that was unsatisfactory in their own opinion. And then they could practice each of these. Another one of the guide, seven guidelines of positive uh, communication is being specific. Referring to a specific concern rather than making a broad statement, like uh, you don't appreciate me, mm. or you never, mm -hmm. or you always. Okay. That'll shut you down right away as soon as the sentence starts. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. And then then the person will be formulating a rebuttal, uh, justifiably so. If you tell me I never blank, um, mm -hmm. that it's it's almost impossible for for the person to sit back and say, Oh, thanks for the thanks for the helpful feedback. They're gonna find out the times that they, they countered that. And then you're going into argument, uh, argument alley. Exactly. So positive communication is not only getting our concerns heard, but saying it in a way that people are going to be less likely to be defensive mm. and be more open-minded. Mm. So be specific. Refer to a specific concern rather than a broad statement is, is likely to result in more effective discussions and responses. Um, yeah, I guess even if it's the, uh, even if it's the 10th time, 
that you're you're calling me out on this, I probably already know it anyway. I don't really need to hear that it's the 10th time. But if you say, hey, you left your uh, wet towel on the floor, can you pick it up? That person, if, it, if, the, if the feedback is delivered in a, you know, a, a, a kind and loving and strategic manner, um, that person might even be the one to volunteer, oh gosh, I seem to do this all the time. Uh, sorry, let me pick it up. But if you start out with sure. you know the scoreboard, that's the twelfth time in the last thirty-three days. I just want to know because I have a little chart here. I can prove it to you. Boy, oh boy, that doesn't that doesn't come across too well. So here's here's an example. Prior broad statement attempt. Things have got to change around <laughs> here and change fast. Progress in referring to a specific concern. This is someone saying this to themselves. I need to call a timeout and simmer down before I lose it big time. <laughs> so they go for a walk or do some other types of self-care and some other things like that. And so then they ask the person to pick a time. Uh, another specific uh, uh, example um, guidelines is label your emotions. Mm. Other people are more likely to acknowledge your emotions more open-mindedly and em empath empathize with you when you present your concerns calmly and without blame. Okay. So I'm skipping through some of this because I know we're running out of time, Brad. Great tips. Really good. Uh, we're, um, we're, we're on a big finish here, people. If you could just remember some of these things and put them into practice, I think it could be transformative. I really do. Okay. And um, so um, let me just finish that, this, this point. Uh, and, uh, and then I list, this is probably more for us guys than for women who are more in touch with their feelings. But then I list, um, this is a partial list of feeling words. Mm. So I have uncomfortable emotions like being afraid, aggravated, angry, pleasant words like amazed, at ease, calm, and things like that. Just, just to, to help us guys here who, who are more likely to say, well, I feel bad or I feel good. Mm. Well, mm -hmm. that's, a, that's, a, that's a start. But as we're more specific in labeling our emotions, it can be more helpful for someone else to understand. And some examples in labeling emotions, the prior attempt without labeling, I feel that this is unfair. That's a statement that's not a feeling. That's an opinion. Mm. Okay. Progress in labeling your emotions calmly without judgment or, or blame. <laughs> I feel angry and frustrated because this seems unfair to me. Ah, there you go. Okay. So I feel like you're an idiot is not really an accurate emotion. We have to go and be more clear. People might, might misinterpret that. Yeah. And I do have an example here, but we're running out of time about uh, dirty dishes and laundry on the floor and how to reword that. But you know, I, I try to, to use a lot of common examples, but again, people then, which eat with each of these, the readers plug in their own examples. They also encourage to go back to their why argue self questionnaire to go back to what they put in there and, and pull out some of them as well. Mm. So the book is designed to be uh, um, very reader friendly and and interactive yeah well. i love that uh, anytime that's in a book and just again merely going through the exercise and noticing how you fill in those blanks um can can be illuminating uh, if, if you do it in an honest manner especially and and realize that um you know you might be stuck in your own point of view so strongly and uh, as soon as you put the pen to paper it looks kind of silly when you put those answers in but um, it's, it's a great process for growth. I, I see it as being human. Yeah, and that's I like why that. I add some humor in there. At times. You're not a mean guy, Jerry. You keep giving us a break because we're human. I love it. Uh, I, we're I'm just laughing. human people. Uh, b because, um, uh, if you talk to family members, um, I'm a, I'm a work in progress. That's why I share mm. earlier in the book that I've been a longtime member of a 12-step program for families of alcoholics. Uh -huh. um, and, and there you'll see, you know, here uh, on the Zoom here, it says Jerry M. 
because when I'm at my virtual meeting right now, I don't have my last name uh-huh. um, because we're all there equally. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, when I'm seeing my clients virtually now uh, through doxy.me, which is HIPAA compliant uh, virtual, um, then I then I have my full name. Um, but Love I'm it. just there as Jerry M because I'm I'm still a work in progress myself. I have to apply the same things that we're talking about because it's easier being on your podcast, talking with you that I have to catch myself. uh, So I don't react, but I'm much better at it. But I very nice. I have to be vigilant. Jerry Manny people. What a great show. I appreciate this this ending too, giving us all some perspective. We're just a work in progress. Even even the author of the book. So go pick up the book. It's all over. It's called Why We Argue and How to Stop. And tell us your website again, where we can get those free questionnaires to download and things. Uh, I try to keep it simple. Uh, JerryManny.com. And thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I enjoyed uh, talking with you, Brad. Thanks for listening, everyone. Jerry Manny. Hey, listeners, I discovered an awesome new electrolyte and triple enzyme powdered drink that's going to knock your socks off. It's called Bala Enzyme. And it comes in a convenient little pouch of bright orange powder that you pour into water for the ultimate electrolyte and antioxidant drink. It's simple, convenient, and yes, the orange tint comes from a potent serving of turmeric along with a clean and diverse assortment of enzymes and electrolytes and a perfect taste that's not fake or too sweet. Bala was created by husband and wife doctors to help their patients recover from inflammation, improve hydration, speed up recovery, even relieve joint pain, improve digestion, and boost immunity. I love their incredible devotion to product quality. There's a lot of research behind it, and I just sprinkle this packet into ice water, and it's so easy to stay hydrated because you absolutely enjoy the taste of the drink. Get their convenient little packets. They even designed it with the uh, the tear half torn, so it's easy to open into the water. I love what they think of, and it comes in three exciting flavors, pineapple, lime, and berry. It's so potent, it might stain your fingers if you get it on your fingers. And yes, that's a good thing for a serving of turmeric that's that potent. It's also sugar-free, zero-carb, and promoting of the three R's. Rehydrate, relieve, and revive. Please visit balaenzyme.com, B-A-L-A-E-N-Z-Y-M-E. And of course, there's a special deal for BRAD podcast listeners. 30% off your first order. Just use the code BRAD30 at balaenzyme.com. Thank you for listening to the show. I love sharing the experience with you and greatly appreciate your support. Please email podcast at bradventures.com with feedback, suggestions, and questions for the Q&A shows. Subscribe to our email list at bradkearns.com for a weekly blast about the published episodes and a wonderful bi-monthly newsletter edition with informative articles and practical tips for all aspects of healthy living. You can also download several awesome free ebooks when you subscribe to the email list. And if you could go to the trouble to leave a five or five star review with Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen to the shows, that would be super incredibly awesome. It helps raise the profile of the BRAD podcast and attract new listeners. And did you know that you can share a show with a friend or loved one by just hitting a few buttons in your player and firing off a text message? My awesome podcast player called Overcast allows you to actually record a soundbite excerpt from the episode you're listening to and fire it off with a quick text message. Thank you so much for spreading the word. And remember, be rad.